Hey there, it's Coach Tim, Spider Cave Studios, Torrance, California, here for another aha moment for you in the world of marketing. And I uh, would like to open this up with a just kind of throwaway post that I did yesterday. I, I reposted on Facebook a meme that somebody had uh, put up. And it says, you know, you've seen the thing where it has a statement and it has like a colored background, right? It says, I say we close down the national media for 30 days and watch 80% of the world's problems go away. And a lot of people, you know, kind of did the high digital high five and commented, liked it, and blah, blah, blah. And I realized that the statement is much deeper than most people recognize. Uh, to, to say that it's just a media, uh, you know, the horrible media, the, the biased media, uh, whatever side you're on, they're biased against what you're, you believe, right? So I went back in, as I often will, and will curate the statement. Uh, I posted this late in the day yesterday, so I didn't have such a articulate, deep <laughs> thinking going on with me. So I, I went in this morning and I'm on my first coffee. And so I wrote this. I, hopefully you appreciate it. It says, this statement is more profound than one what one might think on the surface. We live in an over-communicated society. Thus, it may seem to some good people that we live in less morality than ever. I've always argued that this notion is ridiculous. I don't recall Genghis Khan rolling through towns, killing and raping the children. Uh, but one guy is in a gunfight in Florida, and he gets treated. It gets treated the story as if it happened next door, and the collective personalizes it as their own atrocity. And because the so-called news is in competition with you and me on platforms such as this, which is Facebook, they must compete for the attention and, of course, with one another. So they're in competition with you and me and the other, the other uh, corporations that do news. And so this gets leveraged by politicians, no one better than 45, to get attention he otherwise would not like getting. Uh, so if you are in business, your ability to get attention, you know, the attention of AIDA, attention, interest, desire, action family, is being drowned out and like the news, and a portion of your competition most likely is gone for the lowbrow hyperbolic approach. Your job is to find a way to get attention while the rest of the world throws mud at the wall and at each other. Newly formed habits are emerging right now while the old ones are being broken down. How are you pivoting? Let me let that lead into uh, the 4D, 5D notion of marketing. The other day I was walking through the house, probably to get another coffee. And my son, who now attends college through his laptop <laughs> uh, on the couch, and he's got business class being broadcasted. And I hear, and what perks my ears, because I haven't heard this or read this notion in, in years, 
is the four P's of marketing. Uh, four P's of, uh, what is it? Four P's of business or marketing? See, I already forgot. Um, but which I think is uh, product, price, promotion. Um, I'm going to read it off right now. The four P's. Is four P's of marketing. It's the marketing mix. Excuse me for. <laughs> I thought I could remember it, and I totally went went away. It's the four P's of marketing: is product, price, promotion, and place. Okay, real tough, Tim. Gee whiz, did real good in school. Um, <laughs> uh, so the four P's of marketing, which made me start thinking about the four D approach um, and marketing mix. Uh, uh, which, according to Wikipedia, the term marketing mix is a foundation model for businesses historically centered around product, price, place, and promotion. It's been defined as a set of marketing tools that the firm uses to pursue its marketing objective in the target market. So, all right, let's get out of boring business school. And how does that help you and me get more business, more leads, more sales? Well, everything, but let me, let me go back to the old days. Okay. It was real simple in the old days and I fought the old days cause you know, I sometimes not so flexible and I came up in the nineties, you know, I've, I've run my digital company in the, going back to the nineties and we're going on, I think 24 years. So I've seen and have experienced and have a huge historical perspective. <clears throat> and I've recognized how history repeats itself. Old concepts come up with new fancy marketing words like funnel. Uh, and so what I like to joke about and also position as that most of my competition were in grade school. Or diapers when I started my company. Uh, so, what does that mean? Well, there's a lot of ways to get from A to B. Years ago, I was in Vegas. I stayed at the Luxor, and uh, and uh, I'm not a gambler. I was there for reasons other than than gambling. And I was, you know, I was there alone. I was on business. And uh, I remember coming out. I think it was the first time as an adult I had been in Vegas. And I came out and uh, got my taxi. And he goes, how was your stay, sir? You know, nice, cordial guy. I says, great. But, man, they sure do make it hard to get from my room to get out of that place. And he says, well, that's because all roads lead to the casino. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. That's profound. All roads lead to the casino. All roads lead to your lead capture. That's all funnels are. When you hear funnels, what's your funnel? Um, and, and it's all based on if, then, then that. Right. So way back when, in the old days, before the Internet, I met a guy who is a professional copywriter, well known in the industry. You know, professional copywriters can make, you know, 10, 20, 30,000 dollars for writing 
or more for for writing a piece of the or all of the marketing words. Uh, I think Leo Costa in my interview had said when he had Jay Abraham, this is a jillion years ago. I'm sure it's way more now, but Jay had him. Uh, they he charged fifteen grand to write the original 17 or 18 page letter that was mailed out. Now, so how do those things work? In the old days, how it would work is they would run, you might remember the old Don LaPree uh, ads, tiny little ads, right? And he would do a, you know, a, a uh, classified ad and make an offer, get free report. And then the free report would be a sales letter, which demonstrated the why, why you need this under the auspice or cover of education. You're learning something. You're learning something in this letter. And then the letter would sell by X, Y, and Z. In the case of Leo, is buy a book on bodybuilding. And that 18-page letter, I believe, I think he said, he, if I recall from the interview, sold something like a million copies. That's just insane, right? And, and he was joking. He goes, I had checks. You know, this is in the day of people mailing in checks. Even. I had checks every day just piling up in the post office. I mean, that's a great visual. Right. And sometimes we lose that visual when we're dealing in digital stuff because there's nothing really tangible. But what the good marketers do is they make their words tangible. So. My view and getting back to 4D, 5D SEO, digital marketing is that we um, can take advantage of the marketing mix available to us that is possibly confusing. So in the beginning of, of digital, we might have a list. We may have an email list. And that was all we did. We just kept emailing our list and eventually they would buy. Uh, a, a copywriter, this is pre-internet that I met, to finish out the, the beginnings, he uh, told me that he started with the classified. So it was the old three-step classified uh, sales letter report, get free report, um, and then buy. But he says he, he got such response that it justified him doing 11 mailings to the same list. So he did the report, and then whoever was left got another letter, follow-up letter, like a four or five pages, and whoever didn't buy from that got a letter and all the way to postcards by the 11th uh, touch uh, to where it wasn't worth doing it anymore. And, and that's how, you know, they would squeeze, squeeze response and squeeze lists. And then of course that list is good for another offering. And uh, so that was before email and autoresponders and drip campaigns, which eventually became funnel campaigns that we hear used all the time. And it's just marketing words. They're using the marketing mix 
to what's available to them to put people into a into a funnel. Uh, <clears throat> the first guy marketer that I could think of that actually created systems of if then then that type stuff was this guy named Mark Philsame. I think it's Mark Philsame. And he's one of these, you know, internet marketing guys and uh, selling promotions all the time. And, uh, but his, his thing would go, okay, they buy, no, okay, then they go to the next one. Okay, try this. And they have OTOs, one-time offers, right? Uh, sell and upsell here, then sell and upsell there. And that's the world of, of information marketing, which you're probably not in. And, and my stuff really doesn't go too deep into that other than to incubate uh, lists so that they keep finding you as attractive, um, but you're not selling a you know a three hundred or even a thousand dollar report or how to manual. Um, you are selling um, you know cosmetic uh, enhancements and and uh, and and, and uh, real estate and big money types of things, which requires a little bit of a relationship. So the way that I like to explain this is that uh, in the old days, there was a crass concept. It, it's, it's crass now. If you look it up, it's, it's pretty crass uh, around the world. Uh, but in the old days, and this is about sixth or seventh grade that uh, when I lived it was Happy Days was on television and Fonzie and Ralph Mouth and Richie Cunningham. And there would be moments where Richie Cunningham would come in and he goes, I found my thrill, right? And so they go, oh, how'd your date go last night? I got to second base. I'm not going to explain the bases to you. So if you don't know, then you can imagine. But it ends up in in the in the PG version. It ends up where home base is is marriage. <laughs> so uh, there may be children listening. Um, so you can get the idea. What I like to explain, if you think of marketing like an incubation as the home run model, is most people are trying to go for a home run. They're trying to go for a home run. Uh, to be take it a little bit crass, they're looking for a one-night stand. And a lot of the, uh, the promoters out there imply that it almost can be done that way. When, in fact, <clears throat> even the, the online marketing gurus, get-rich-quick guys uh, that are trying to sell information or gadgetries or gizmos and shiny objects – they still have quite a, uh, if they're any good, a, quite a sophisticated uh, incubation program that goes through steps and to, to create interest. Remember, attention, interest, desired action. And so uh, most people try to get a home run without ever taking the person out on even a coffee date. And so depending on where you're at in your marketing incubation, you may, the best you could do is have a coffee date, the most appropriate. Uh, okay. Uh, now, a referral, I mean, I've had referrals over the years where they're, how much is it? How do I pay? 
No, no, no. You got to understand what I'm providing. I'm not just going to take your money and not you not have an idea of, of what you're getting. Right. And so that's how good a referral is. So I would always say a referral puts you right to third base. And you might want to go through pre-marriage counseling before you get to home. Right. To use that metaphor uh, to go in on a sales meeting and offer them your book. That'll get you to second or third. Right. Right off the bat. You don't have to go through the preliminary stuff. Um, so you get the idea. So 4D and 5D is a way to to maximize all of these tools that we have and be able to put our arms around them because um, it all it all mixes together. Uh, I've had people call me from being friends on Facebook. That's the instant message and we start talking and next thing you know, we're doing SEO for them. Uh, of course, a lot of times people will beat around and, and, and without you knowing, they go to your website, they go to your um, real example, they go to your LinkedIn and then instant message you from LinkedIn. But then later on, you find out they've been in your YouTube, they've been in all kinds of stuff. And so what we need to do is have all these channels correct. Uh, I, I really fought social media and web 2.0s back in the day because what it did was good old-fashioned SEO uh, before Google. Yes, I have historical perspective and I have gray hairs. Uh, uh, was pretty simple. It was just a list of websites and you competed against those and reverse engineered those to get on the top 10. And then along came Google was the same story until they bought out uh, the technology that gives us AdWords, which changed the world. And AdWords now tends to always be at the top of the page. And, um, and the look of Google has gotten huge, right? It's, it's not just a list of websites and a list of paid websites at the top. We have Google My Business. We have personalized search. Depending on where you're at, you, you may get a different search result depending on if you're signed in and your cookies and, and your history will, will skew results. Um, golly, what else? You might see some pictures. You might see some, uh, you know, scholarly things. I mean, all kinds of stuff, right? That's Google now. And you can go off to, uh, off uh, the main page and you can go to maps. It's not just three, it's 10 and maybe 20 and maybe, you know, several pages of maps. You can look at all the images and so forth and so on. Google is just huge, right? Google is in the sky above us. They have satellite tracking, geolocation, which is a large part of their maps and Google my business algorithm. So my view, and I'm going to start, I'm, I'm going to give the first example um, of not my view, but my, my view is it all starts with SEO. 
But my daughter, who recently started a social media company during the coronavirus, actually, <clears throat> the day of the first quarantine uh, lockdown, whatever you want to call it, uh, two deals called her that she had just closed like a few days before called to cancel. Uh, one was an event company, and uh, they kind of figured they won't wouldn't be doing too many events too soon. So uh, my young daughter was pretty crushed, and I promised her that she would learn, and it all turn out well, and it's great a great lesson for later on. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, she's picked up business during this lockdown, uh, which is pretty impressive, and was telling me what she was doing for Instagram and how she's reverse engineering and getting views and so forth. And uh, I was quite impressed because I didn't teach her any of that. And uh, so I was going through the, you know, my preferences in 4D and 5D. Uh, and I'm saying 4D, 5D because I, I had 4D at one point and I lost it like a nincompoop on, on, my, uh, on my registry <laughs> and someone took it. And so I may go to 5D. I, I, I've got to figure out a way to, to use 4D or 5D. So uh, <laughs> that's why I keep going back and forth. Um, it's exponential is really the idea. Um, and... So it goes back to the the multidimensional my multidimensionality of this concept goes to the rule of 7 and psychological priming. So the rule of 7 was back in the old days, let's pretend we're in the 1950s and a we love sci-fi, right? We are the generation that is going to give birth to Star Trek and these these uh, Roddenberry and all these guys that were sci-fi. My family is just a bunch of dorks, right? My my kids walk around in Martian outfits and space guns, and we have little cardboard spaceships uh, in the playroom. You get the idea. So dad is on the couch uh, smoking his pipe, reading the Sunday paper. And in the section for movies is this great sci-fi flick called Star Wars. And it's full-page ad. And, and Dad goes, oh, man, this looks good. Hey, kids, come look at this. And everybody's excited. Uh, attention awareness. Yeah. Uh, and so that's number one. Number two is Dad's out front mowing the lawn after reading and uh, the next door neighbor comes over hey hey tim have you read the have, have you seen the new star wars movie i know you love sci-fi well golly gee uh tom no i haven't but i just saw the ad thanks for telling how did you like it and he goes oh yeah tom says he loved it loved it kids loved it right so that's number two and so later on they're <clears throat> heading to church or whatever and they they uh See a billboard for Star Wars, right? And uh, so forth and so on. You know, and it takes seven touches was the imaginary, the, the idea that it would take for somebody to be compelled 
to go by. Now, this is in the 1950s. And uh, when I first learned this concept, I was, I would just, again, making up numbers. I said, well, probably, and this is, I was preaching this in 2000, probably 2000 and, uh, and, uh, gosh, what, five? Um, I'm going to turn this phone off. My apologies. Um, to, no, 2000 and, uh, 2000, actually the nineties, I was preaching this. That is probably 11 touches, right? Uh, God, what is it today? How, how do you break through? And why I, I created a meme 10 years ago sent called ubiquity. Now we need to be everywhere. It's you ubiquitous, you everywhere, but how can you be? Well, you have to start somewhere. And so uh, the other piece of this is primacy, psychological priming. So if I see you, let's say, one time, and then you, you, you sell to me, I, uh, I may not be, even though I'm interested in that, I may not be convinced on you. But why, if, if you come as a referral, then the likelihood of, uh, of the sale happening is much higher because it comes with authority. We call that an authority frame, right? I trust this guy, so I'm going to uh, trust the guy he's sending me to or gal. So... <clears throat> But priming is uh, much, much less obvious when it's happening. So a rule of seven, like an ad, is is obvious, right? We saw the ad, but I might be just driving by a billboard and never see it, but my subconscious does. That's still a prime, as long as I have an interest in 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 the subject. My desire has been stoked i just you know it takes a lot for people to get off their duff to go do something and especially these days in the busyness that we live so the 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 primacy it could be something as simple as seeing a spacesuit you know it's kind of related or the kids coming out in their spacesuits with their little martian guns that could get me going right it doesn't have to be direct advertising. It could just be something that in my mind is related to my desire. So if, if you want to see, uh, and it, it doesn't work quite as well as the movies, but the movie with Will Smith, and I, golly gee, I think it's called Confidence Man. Uh, I could put it in the show notes. Him and Margot Robbie are, are con men and women. And he uses primacy to uh, scam a uh, another gambler out of millions, and uh, so it, it again, it's that it's it's a little uh, less easy than than what they put in the movie, but it's it's the right idea. We we slip 
constant reminders, why it's important to reach out to your customers always, why, you know, email, why uh, you want to do the emailing, why you want to do, uh, <clears throat> you want to do uh, retargeting. So somebody comes from social media, like my daughter might do, they, they can start from social media and the posts and then end up at the, uh, the website, which gets retargeted, re-advertised back. So when they go into Facebook, they see this person's ads again. They can just do a retarget straight from the, uh, uh, the likes from their, their page. So there's lots of ways, and I won't get too deep into that, but think about that's a lot of rule of seven and why I like SEO better. And SEO to me includes Google My Business because I'm starting from, from Google where I believe and is becoming less and less, but not significantly in my opinion. I'm biased. I'm an SEO guy. Uh, you tend to want to purchase. You're going to go to, to Google. I'm not going to Google to, to buy, uh, uh, to buy roofing equipment, to buy paint, right? I'm not going to Facebook to buy that kind of stuff. It's might be a compulsive thing where it's a Friday night and I'm flipping through and I see an ad for pizza. And so I might click the ad and go ahead and advertise there. Um, I can also collect email, uh, email addresses through these things on Facebook and in Instagram, I could collect uh, uh, phone numbers for SMS texting. Now pay attention to the marketing mixes that are the, the different tools that I'm mentioning. I could create a chat bot right on Facebook so that that pizza joint does not have to send them off uh, to the prospect off to their website. They can order right there with, through a chat bot. Right. So the likelihood of me losing them in the transition from Facebook to their site is minimized. Uh, and it's, it's a convenience thing and, and feeds into the compulsivity of the purchase. So uh, think about how you can prime. Now, again, every time you see uh, me, let's just say you're looking for SEO. And you go, oh, this Tim guy's pretty good. So, you know, let me go check him out. Okay, the website looks like a website. But let me go see what he's doing on his social media. Oh, yeah, social media is good. Okay, let me go see his reviews on, on Google My Business. And they look at the reviews. Let me go see what he's – oh, look at all the posts he has on his Google My Business. And you get kind of lost in that. And then you, you, you go to the YouTubes. And then you go to – and it's ubiquity now. It's – Tim everywhere, SEO Tim everywhere, Coach Tim everywhere, Coach Tim, Coach that. Oh, look, and, and I've built a, a persona so that I'm not just some dude that you can stick in a box and, uh, and judge. Uh, in fact, I set it up. Marketing is judging. So I set it up so that you can judge me fairly quickly. But it's it is usually going to be that this guy is more textured than just oh uh, some hiding behind some offer or some company. It's a real person 
who does volunteer work and and all kinds of cool stuff uh, that for kids and the community and uh, so forth. So it's 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 a deeper relationship that you're you're going to get so that there's a trust factor that I've worked hard to create. Why I do these podcasts, um, I am looking at giving you value and hopefully opening your mind so that you can do better. Because I know when I take on clients, if they don't have their act together, like I have one client who through this whole lockdown thing was suffering and I go, well, you need to be emailing your list because I don't have a list. I'm like, Oh my gosh. Well, can you scrape your list? Uh, uh, you know, names, do you have them? Cause he had them on individual document records. So we got a guy to scrape the emails and names and now we have him in constant contact and he's emailing his list. How cool is that? So, he added one more layer to his marketing mix. He's he's doing he's doing at least these are the big levers I think, but he's doing SEO, he's doing Google My Business heavy, he's doing uh, uh, the emailing I was saying, and he's doing Google Ads. So he has a nice five D approach. Now, what else can you do? I, I've mentioned a lot of digital tools. Uh, to bring it home, we can also do postcards. Uh, we can do postcards and letters and go old school. Because I don't know about you, but I'm lucky to get one letter a day in my mailbox. So the crowdedness is is not there. You're not competing with as many messages if you go into an old school mailbox. But to use that as its own... Uh, to stand on its own, especially when cold, is ridiculous. You're, you're just you're spitting in the wind. But to do it part of a co coordinated effort is is going to work better. And to just kind of add it, I think I said it a minute ago. You can do SMS text. You can do uh, ringless voicemail. You can do uh, just straight up get on the phone and call them or all of the above. So think about that, put it into a sequence, dare I say a funnel, and and and, and look at that as a way to, uh, to sell people. Because most people are hiding behind their devices, they're hiding behind their computers, and they're wanting to be delighted. They're wanting to go to the coffee date and all they're getting are people wanting to get the third base or or marriage home run from the get-go. And that is uh, a recipe for just them not hearing you. They're not hearing you because uh, you're not getting, you're not letting them get to know you yet. So, and, and our job is to let them get to know us. And a lot of times the reason people won't do that in my years of consulting is they're afraid if they really know who I am, they're going to judge me. Well, good. This marketing is like I said in the interview the other day with, with uh, David Finale. I said the whole point of marketing and sales is to be judged. It's like speed dating. Get it over with. Judge me because you're either going to love me or not. So move on so I could talk to the next one, right? Isn't the worst 
thing in sales to, is to hear maybe? Well, get, take maybe out of the equation and take it to yes or no. And the faster you're able to get through that, the more you can, uh, the you, more you can make the numbers work in your favor. Hey, this is Coach Tim out. I appreciate the uh, the time. We went uh, 36 minutes. There's a lot of nuggets in there. I suggest uh, you know finding the time to to listen to this. This was a uh, in many ways a, a university uh, lecture, and uh, it's deep. So listen to it. Think about it. If you need some guidance of course we're here it's coach tim out spider cave studios torrance california on a sunny late april day